Hello and welcome to Louisville's Best Podcast, a podcast about everything, nothing, and all things in between. You are Louisville's best listeners. Thank you for tuning in. Well, it's 2021. The gang is not all here, but the majority of us is is here. Is here? Are here? The majority of us is are here for Art Thou. Exactly. That's the King James Version. Words. (laughs) (laughs) Aaron is uh, unavailable tonight. He's out camping, which I, I think that's the first time he's camped since we were kids and we were taking out snipe hunting. Snipe hunting's nice. What an awkward experience that is. But anyways, Charlie's here on the couch wearing the Boston Bruins uh, and the Droid Sox. He's he's rocking it. Mm-hmm. John, the salty producer that he is, is behind the mic, behind the behind the 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 scenes, the, the master. The very stylized the, studio table we have here that costs twenty five dollars. He's literally in the center of the scene though. That's true. He's not behind the scenes. He is the scene. Fair enough. We well, are on the sides of the scene. Uh, the stormtrooper is behind the scenes. Yeah, I wish the stormtrooper could run the camera and the and the equipment. Because if he could, I would be in front of the scene too. Brian is. Brian, are you there? What's up? That And Brian is joining us via <laughs> via the uh, the basement. <laughs> The the uh, the Brian. We're one hundred percent sure if I was or not, right? <laughs> <laughs> we're uh, we're glad Brian's able to join us over the phone, over the uh, the wonders of the internet. The internet, and we are also very glad that we are our YouTube is back up and running. The tube of you. Yes, Brian. You can now see how John's wall of pops has grown. That's right. Bigger and better. We decided just to get back on. I mean, we had the camera. We, we we had spent a lot of money on the camera, and we weren't using the camera. And so being that we had, well, you know, we were doing a one-hour podcast back in the day, and it only allows for 30 minutes of yep. cam- uh, recording. Now that we're only doing like a 25 to 30-minute, so we try it out again, see see what happens. Works, it works. If don't, don't. We may just mysteriously disappear again off the off the YouTube again. Hey, as quickly as we... It's as, 2021. It's a new year. It is a new year. So we thought we'd try something new that's old. <laughs> so, you know. Out with the old, in with the old. That's right. That's how we're rolling for 2021. Well, uh, we're excited to kick off this year with our best moments from 2020 in the entertainment realm, okay? So each of us have put together a list. Even Aaron, before he went camping in his red shorts, decided to send over a list. He's got his top three uh, entertainment moments from 2020. Uh, we'll, we'll go around as we, we usually do, having everybody kind of give one or two at a time. And then we'll um, we'll finish it up by uh, just giving you past. a preview of uh, next week's podcast, which is just going to be the worst. I thought we bring back a blast from the past from the old podcast tonight, too, since it is 2021 now. John's out of control, guys. I am. I'm <laughs> absolutely gone nuts. Well, we're back in my, we're in my basement sweating tonight. sweating profusely. <laughs> See, usually we record these in Brian's basement when we're not on COVID restriction. And here I have all my toys. I have I have all the like the Magic Eight Ball and stuff. So we're gonna ask the Magic Eight Ball about twenty twenty one tonight mm. at the very end. We'll have one of you guys ask it a question this evening. All right. Well, let's jump in our top uh, moments from twenty twenty entertainment. This can be kind of any medium of of uh, medium of entertainment. And I'll start with one of Aaron's. 
He uh, listed the Umbrella Academy season two. Ooh. He uh, he gave me this as his synopsis for why. You ready for this, Charlie? Yes. Umbrella Academy continues to be a fun ride that keeps you guessing. It did keep me guessing. <laughs> Charlie loves you. Love Umbrella Academy. Didn't oh yeah, I, th- I wanted to hate it. I wanted to hate it so bad. It's good. I enjoy it. I wanted to hate it because I didn't think that I liked um, My Chemical Romance. However, I have decided that I was wrong. I do. There but I also want to start a steroid band called My Chemical Bromance. Oh, <laughs> so they all wear black head pants. Are you are you being are you being truly serious about the liking of My Chemical Romance now? I or? couldn't sit and listen to them all day long, but I don't hate them as much as I used to. See, I don't I, I like them more than I thought that I did. See, now that's the thing about them is is cuz like Susie's been a big fan of them for several years now. And one day she's like, "You got to listen to this CD." And I was like, "I don't want to listen to this stuff." And then it was the it was the Black Parade and I like thoroughly enjoyed that CD. And so, I mean, yeah, I can I can hang with them a little bit. I think they're all right. They're pretty all right. cool. All right, uh, Charlie, let's go with you next, sir. Um, I'm going to go with a film that I was really excited to see in the theater, and then you couldn't. Uh, it was <laughs> it was supposed to come out like the week of, or actually, it did come out the week of quarantine, so I could have theoretically went to, went to see it, but I didn't. Uh, but I did rent it for way more than I should have on Amazon Prime, and that is The Hunt. Oh, you the, saw it. I didn't know you actually saw the it. The hunt, and if you have Cinemax, it was uh, on there as well. Okay. Um, I think it still is. I just canceled my Cinemax subscription and got HBO Plus or whatever HBO it is. Max. Well, oh, it's uh, HBO through Prime, which is a whole oh, different can of worms. Yeah. But uh, the hunt is such a well-made film in the fact that it does a good job parodying parodying both extreme sides of the political spectrum it does a great job of making fun of the extreme right and the extreme left um i don't want to get into the plot of it because even though you think that it's it was presented as and it is on the surface liberal elites hunting rednecks but when you get into like the meat of the story of why this is occurring and what's actually happening and how they kind of really messed up um it's a very entertaining watch. And even though it deals with, with very serious subject matter, um, it's got just enough over-the-top violence to make it comical. Mm-hmm. And that's, once again, not trying to spoil anything because it's a really well-made film, but they do that. In the very first five minutes, a few things happen, and you're like, oh, man, this is, they need, they, they have thought this plot out very well. So, so it's if you're not into violent films or films with a cursing, then I wouldn't watch it. But if you like a good story that presents itself as one thing and then gets to a different place, it's definitely worth watching. It's got the uh, the one star of Glow, right? Betty Gilpin, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And she's great in it. Okay. Uh, John, what do you got first on your list? All right, number one. This is, is the greatest moment of 2020 <laughs> for me. It was the moment that Boba Fett showed back up on The Mandalorian. That is absolutely... We have been completely... We haven't talked about... Spoiler. Oh, well, yeah. Spoiler alert. Sorry. (laughs) More more than likely, our viewers have already watched it, but just in case. Yeah, I'll I'll stick a spoiler on the the, um, the YouTube, on the video. All right. So, anyway... Being that he just he's just back, he's a Mandalorian. It's something we haven't talked about a lot on the podcast since they started showing it last fall. Uh, the COVID thing just kind of we just kind of I don't know we just yeah. missed it on it. But 
the scene where he comes, just the, the return of Boba Fett is the number one uh, moment for me, especially when he goes after the stormtroopers with the, with the um, Bantha stick yeah. is just absolutely amazing. You don't get to see him in that light in the movies. I mean, cause in, let's just be honest in empire strikes back. He's just back. He's just background. Mm-hmm. Just, this is, we need his plot. We need something to move the plot forward. So we got him return of the Jedi was the most ridiculous moment in star Wars history. Boba Fett. Boba Fett. And he hits him with a bantha stick and knocks him, ironically, you know, with a, with a bantha stick or whatever it was. So, yeah, him coming back, absolutely amazing. It was good definitely sign. worth Mandalorian does a good job of uh, bringing back your childhood. Mandalorian does a good job of everything. I mean, they even made a, uh, spoiler here again, they even made a frog lady at the very beginning of season two interesting for a couple episodes. And, and so, uh, yeah, they're, they need to take over and do Star Wars all the time. Good. Uh, I, I have Mandalorian on my list for another thing, but we uh, we'll get to that. Brian, if you're with us still, uh, <coughs> best uh, best moment of 2020 for you, entertainment wise. Uh, for me, the be- the best was the Last Dance, uh, the highlight of the 1990. Oh yeah, 98 Chicago Bulls, um, that 12 part or 10 part series um, was thoroughly entertaining. Kind of seeing all the stuff going on in the background of you hear all these things between ownership and players and. Of course, you've got Michael Jordan. Again, everybody knows my opinion on that. The GOAT, uh, the greatest basketball player of all time. But, you know, seeing how he was interacting and, like, basically just getting burned out on playing, um, feeling like, yeah, we win championships. They're difficult every year, but yet we're still doing it. And I feel like if he would have unretired the first, you know, hadn't retired the first time, they probably would have won eight in a row um, if ownership could have kept it together. So I just thought that was a really great series that they had put together. Yeah, it was like the talk of everything when it first came out. It was a good one. ESPN though puts together a really good sports documentary. I mean, thirty for thirties. You can, if you could watch like a thirty for thirty on the Tour de France, and it's like, whoa, yeah, it just so blows your mind. Yeah. And so, yeah, this was I watched all ten episodes of it. And I'm not even a Michael Jordan fan per yeah. se, but it was it did give me enough uh, ammunition to go in and fight with a bunch of eighth graders over the goat, <laughs> whether or not it was LeBron James or LeBron James. Or, uh, that's another Michael debate Jordan. for another day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, since we're leading off with probably our best, uh, or some of us are, um, for me, I would say Mandalorian Season 2, again, spoiler alert, the last episode when Luke Skywalker shows up, Ooh. and he's the Luke Skywalker Jedi Master that you have wanted to see ever since you were a child, and, and just annihilates uh, everybody. Uh, that's fantastic, and, it, and it's just like such a love letter to Star Wars fans. <laughs> it's how I feel. Like, uh, let me let me bring your childhood up and, and just relive those memories with you. And it just it was just amazing. There was nothing better. As soon as that X-wing fighter landed, you knew exactly what was going on, <laughs> and I was just like, "Oh, it's got to be, it's got to be." And then they had the silhouette, the black robe. And the the black gloved hand comes out, and I was like, I told my wife, I told Carla, that's it, it's it's over, it's Luke Skywalker, and you actually, like you said, got to see him fight like you would hope that Luke Skywalker would be able to fight, yeah. and not that Return of the Jedi <laughs> kind of fighting he did with Darth Vader at the end. <laughs> it was like, can you can you do that again, Force John? I can. One more time. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I, I can get down my lightsaber and do it, but. Yeah. I, <laughs> Uh, to to tack on to our Mandalorian talk, let's go to number two from Aaron. He he brings up Mandalorian as well, and he kind of hit on the same things that you and I did, John. Uh, the return of Boba Fett and the real Luke Skywalker that he's waited for for decades. Yes, 
that's what Aaron said there. So, uh, well, can I tag on to that then? Yeah, yeah. When we, I think one of the biggest moments for me in that series, because of course I think we all have Mando on our on our list at some point in time, um, but I thought Ahsoka was done incredibly well. Yep. Um, that whole episode was one of the ones where I was like, okay, I need to see more of her. I'd love to hear her backstory, kind of see how that, you know, would love to see how that transpires in the future. They are, they're hitting on all cylinders with their casting. Yep. I mean, they are definitely, they're taking a, they're not doing it. I know we don't have a lot of time to, to rest on this because we got a bunch more to get there, but they're taking kind of the marble approach to, casting where they're not just oh we're gonna find a person to do this i mean they're really going out and finding the right person to fit that and i think they're bringing in people that are really sold out to the star wars that really want to be part of the star wars legend mm-hmm. and i think that's really helping the show is because everybody that's on it's sold out to star wars everybody that you see interviews are like yeah it's like playing in your sandbox when you were six right so yeah. that's that's what i like about it. it's amazing the way they're doing it charlie what do you got next for us bud um since we're going with the mandalorian um mine was Spoiler, the very, very last scene of season two, when Boba Fett takes over Jabba the Hutt's criminal empire. Yes. Uh, There are so many things that were great about that, that the fact that they even mentioned Queequeg, and then they kill him. (laughs) You know, they say the name, then she comes in and kills him. But, you know, even though it's going to be, quote unquote, Mandalorian season three, people are not going to, I think people are not going to, like it as much the casual fan because people love the baby Yoda show which I'm not knocking on at all however for those of us that are diehard Star Wars fans to see the Boba Fett that we've always wanted to see kind of like the same thing they do with Luke Skywalker but to see Boba Fett and how he takes over the criminal empire of course we've also seen that like Mando he has a good side as well the, the scene where uh, it was revealed that him and what's her name? We're gonna stick with Mando until they until he got the child back. Even though they did their quote unquote part, they had promised him. So there's gonna be a lot of those things I think happen where he's gonna have to basically repay a debt. Mm-hmm. Um, are we gonna see all of the bounty hunters? Are we gonna see Han Solo? If so, is it gonna be a CGI um, Harrison, Harrison Ford. Ford, or is it gonna be the guy from the? Just there's so many questions mm-hmm. to be answered. So I can't wait for it. I know it's gonna be a year, but. The uh, the the part about that scene that really got me is how much it mirrored re- the beginning of Return of the Jedi, mm-hmm. where you're almost well, like you, yeah, where there's the steps, you know, the, yeah, where there's a there's the blaster off scene and mm-hmm. the one runs up the scene and gets and you're just like, man, they did such a good job. They did with a that. documentary on uh, Disney Plus about that, mm-hmm. and they said that they actually went back and found the 40 year old blueprints and built rebuilt Jabba's palace to the same exact detail that it was before everything. So you talk about some guys though. I mean, the, the, those guys that are running it, John Favreau, I can't say his name. Favreau. Favreau and um, Dave, Filoni. Dave Filoni. I mean, this is like you said, it's like a love letter because they're putting so much incredible detail in the show. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I just, it's just amazing. I can't wait to see what they do with some of these other. And, and they did come out and announce, I think like three or four days ago that, it's actually not replacing Mandalorian season three. It's actually going to be a standalone Mandalorian season three will just come out like two or three months later after that okay. or something like that. So I thought that was cool. Um, Cause I mean, more, they never more called s- it season three, but yeah. still you would think he is also a Mandalorian. Mandalorian. So yeah. 
the more Star Wars, the better right now. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. As long as it's streaming. <laughs> as long as it's done by, yeah. by yeah. John Favreau. Yeah. Uh, John, what do you got as your next one? Number two, I can go through this real quick. It was something I picked up on HBO, and a lot of people disliked it, but I, I kind of liked it. It was uh, Perry Mason, the new Perry Mason. <laughs> yeah, talked about uh, we that. had talked about it before. <laughs> it does fit, and I won't go into what they are, but it does fit the three Bs. Um, and so the thing about it, though, is is that it just I, – I, I'm kind of in, and I'm not into like the, all the bad language and things of that nature so much. But I do like the idea of bringing in these characters and putting them in what I would consider to be a grittier, more real-world scenario than what you see from the 1950s, 1960s Perry Masons, where it's all clean and everything's cut and dry. And this is not. So that was my number two. I really enjoyed sitting down watching it. Of course, I had to watch it on quarantine, so any type of anything was good. So it was. I have a, I have a quarantine one as well. Uh, when, when I had COVID, one of the shows I watched on Netflix was The Queen's Gambit. Uh, and I know it's a little cliche to mention it, but it kind of made chess a little cool, you know, which I, <laughs> I always enjoyed playing chess as a kid. Uh, so that was good. And then uh, just kind of Netflix as a whole, I, I watched The Last Kingdom on there as well. So had a lot of fun with both of those shows. Uh, it, it was a, a nice break while I sat at home sick. Uh, Brian, what do you got next for us? Uh, the next one that I had was uh, one of my YouTubers that I follow. Uh, his name is John Malecki. And he has John the Builder Malecki show. And so he's a woodworker. Um, he's a former Pittsburgh Steelers football player turned woodworker, but has now been able to build this kind of social media following and grouping where there's other areas now that he's taken on. So it's been great to see not only the builds, but how he's given back into the community and has been an agent for change. So that was a good thing this year for me. All right. Thanks. Uh, and I'll go with Aaron's final of the list. Uh, in typical Aaron fashion, he went full Aaron and said Sonic the Hedgehog, the film, was his last moment. And you're going to love this reason. Uh, Sonic should have sucked, <laughs> but it was the best and only film I saw in theaters this year. So Okay, well, that, we'll give you some credit for that. I thought, man, dude, that movie does suck. <laughs> I couldn't even, you couldn't even watch the trailer. I, I didn't see it. I didn't either. I never saw it, but I was like, no. I just love that the trailer came out and everybody threw a fit, so they had to go back and remake Sonic. Yeah, the, that was that's the that's the linchpin there when they had to go back and redo the animation. Not I, really getting there. I actually caught part of it, and I wanted to dislike it more than I did. Yeah. It was it was a. I don't know if I'll ever sit down and watch it start to finish unless you know, I have all four of my limbs broken and it's on and I can't change it with the remote that I have. You know. Adjusted for my teeth, clinched between yeah. your teeth. Uh, the better is it? I mean, from from what I from what really I saw. Going well, I'm giving you that. There's a very highly unlikely that I watch that film. That being said, though, what I did see of it, I, they did a good job of making it kind of, uh huh. You know, this is what we're doing, Sonic. Jim Carrey was good in it. Um, Cyclops was great in it, from what I could see. So, <laughs> all right, Charlie, uh, redeem us from Sonic with your next one. Um, actually, it was something that you just mentioned, but it was Netflix. Netflix, not. I was gonna have individual films. Mm-hmm. Be, like, I don't want everything to be Netflix, but um, there was one that just came out called Ava, which was a it's your standard female assassin movie. You know, she's trying to get out, but the love of her life's keeping her back in. But it was a fun film. I've, it's been made seven hundred times in the past three years, but it was a good movie. Um, there was. Uh, Project Power with Jamie uh, Jamie Fox and uh, hashtag JGL Joseph Gordon Levitt. That movie was one of the better 
What? It's on my worst list. Oh, I loved it. I thought it was great. <laughs> it's, uh, it's terrible. <laughs> it's okay, though. I mean, we it's, can it's have this right. conversation. <laughs> it was entertaining, to me at least, you know. This well, we can talk about it. Yeah. I, I mean, it's I no remake of a 70-year-old show or anything, John. But I know. I, know. I got you. I got you. <laughs> um, Extraction with uh, Chris Hemsworth. That was a good, a good action one. film That's as well. That's actually a really good one. Um, I'm trying to think. One that was awful but great is The Debt Collectors. Um, so there's an actor. Um, what's his name? Scott Adkins is in just about every action film that's been made in the past 15 years. He's a British Muay Thai fighter, which doesn't really think that it should be a real thing. But he does a great job of playing either really mean henchmen or really goofy, like, I just happen to be really good at martial arts, but I also would just like to have a point and like play some soccer. And uh, see the poor man's Vinnie Jones. <laughs> he's he's happy Vinnie <laughs> Jones. Exactly who I was thinking. A, he, he's he's literally happy Vinnie Jones is what he is. Um, but yeah, uh, there's all kinds of great, just great, not like Citizen Kane, but there's lots of entertaining <laughs> films on Netflix. Yeah. Uh, there was the 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 um, Old Guard with. Charlize Theron. I mean, there's a lot of good stuff, and I, I'm more of a fan of episodic television. But there really wasn't much this year. I mean, there were some, but not until the past couple of months. So Netflix was so that I spent most of my time watching. It's good. All right, John, what do you got next? All right, my last one um, documentary I watched on Netflix. Here we go again. Netflix ruled our lives this year. Give but props. To I've really gotten into the the lore of music. Like um, how things just kind of the almost like the folklore of music. And one I picked up on watching on there after listening to a podcast on it is uh, one called Devil at the Crossroads. And it was a Robert Johnson story. That was that was a really cool uh, folklore-ish how Robert Johnson was this really crappy guitar player. And then he goes away and he comes back and he like sets the standard for every blues player from that point forward and and the legend always is that he sold his soul to the devil at the crossroads to get this incredible power and this is kind of goes back and kind of reinforces that kind of legend to some degree so it's pretty cool speaking of music documentaries i recently watched the bg special on uh, hbo max it was it was really good uh just to to see i just didn't realize how successful they were over such a long period of time uh, before the disco era that they were already kind of a big thing. But it was, it was pretty good. Uh, Brian, what do you got last for us, or if you have a final one? Uh, the final one that I had was, again, we've all kind of said stuff about Netflix, but for me it was the show The Toys That Made Us. Um, that was yeah. the first yeah. time, again, kind of being homesick. I found that uh, while I was at home, and then I didn't even know they could make My Little Pony interesting, but they made <laughs> My Little Pony interesting. And uh, so, uh, again, that was one of the shows you. that I really found. I know. I know. I've been missing out, so. <laughs> that's awesome uh the uh the last one for me was uh they had the last season of clone wars come out on that's disney plus uh kenzie and i watched that like the whole season or the whole series over the last year uh really enjoyed the final season loved ahsoka um i loved how they took certain things from the the tree the prequels <laughs> prequels yeah the prequels the prequel trilogy by prequels you mean the Ewoks films right yeah yeah okay. Life Day <laughs> um, where like Order sixty six they really explained in depth where that came from and, and they filled it in and the cool thing was uh, 
It came from the gun Clone Wars, has, right? <laughs> <laughs> they, they, we found this website that showed you how to watch the last four episodes along with Revenge of the Sith. In a, like, it, it, like, it would timestamp them. You would watch the first 15 minutes here. I, I think I've heard of this website. Disney Plus? <clears throat> no, there was. there's a website that took... And said you watch the first fifteen minutes here, and then you watch like five minutes of the of the of this episode of the cartoon, and then you watch ten minutes of the movie, and so it all like lines up in, in this chronological order, and you see it all working. It is really cool. We really enjoyed that. The, the very last episode of that uh, of Clone War is absolutely better than the prequel trilogy altogether, <laughs> especially that at the very end. I won't spoil it, but mm-hmm. that that scene at the end yeah. is just absolutely amazing, and it's 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 very good. They did a very good job on that. I liked it a lot. Um, Charlie, did you have another one for us? I have a uh, honorable mention, sure. and that would be Birds of Prey. <laughs> I it wasn't as good bad as Suicide Squad, but it was still good bad. I haven't, um, I haven't watched it. Um, as I said about Suicide Squad, you don't need to. It's what it had a lot better characters than Suicide Squad, but once again, they weren't as good, bad as Suicide Squad. Um, mm-hmm. Ewan McGregor in that film does a really good job of, in what I took from it, is a Batman and Robin TV show villain. He did a great job at that character. He got progressively more insane as the movie went on. Um, Elizabeth Winstead's character, they do something really funny with that. They keep calling her the crossbow killer. My name's the Huntress. No, you're the crossbow killer. It's a, it's a running gag the whole yeah. film. It does a great job. Um, Rosie Perez is Rosie Perez. If you like her, you like her. If you don't, you don't. She doesn't. Her, she uses her real voice and not the white men can't jump voice, um, <laughs> which she still uses sometimes in films. And then who's the other, besides Margaret Robbie, there's another one. Oh, um, the girl that plays Black Canary, and I can't think of her name, but she's been around. Like She was on Full House. She was one of uh, uh, Michelle's friends. Okay. So that's how long this, this girl's been, or this woman has been in, in acting. She's on um, Lovecraft Country, which I haven't watched yet, which I've heard is great. But I, I've heard the same. I just kind of like... Mm. I don't like H.P. Lovecraft, period. Yeah. Um, the whole... Except for... Um, What's the movie? Um, In the Mouth of Madness, which is based on Lovecraftian theory. But, you know. Anyway, back to it. It was just a great... It was it was a good movie. It wasn't a great movie. It wasn't a horrible movie. It wasn't so horrible it was entertaining like Suicide Squad. It was just... It was well made. I was surprised at how much it was not a dumpster fire. It, if, it, if DC hadn't made exclusive dumpster fires, it would be a dumpster fire. By comparison <laughs> to the rest of their catalog, it's like in the top three. Well, I'll say this: you've convinced me to give it a try, so uh, I I enjoy a good I may have turn to. your brain off. I, may have to. I got one honorable mention yeah, before we yeah. go. It's a podcast I found this year, and I just and I have been enthralled with it. It's called My Funeral Home Stories. You can find it on <laughs> Apple Podcasts, and it's a guy who has been working at his dad's funeral home since he was like 13 years old yeah. and it's all the real bizarre and really graphically violent like uh body pickups he's had to do through it through all these years mm-hmm. it's you don't want to listen with it in front of your kids you definitely don't because he, he drops the f-bomb quite a few times but funeral yeah that, that it, if you're looking at if you're looking for a good podcast just listen to 
while you're doing nothing, it's it's a pretty yeah. good one. Uh, my honorable mention before we sign off is uh, was the last, not the whole last season, but just like the last episode of The Good Place. Uh, they, I, I wasn't sure how they were going to end it. They did a pretty good job with it. Had a nice, real heartfelt moment with Chidi uh, <laughs> at the end. So that that was good. So, but uh, we'd love to hear what your top entertainment moments of 2020 were, uh, as we all got through this crazy year together. Uh, you can listen to us. We've, John's going to take us out here just at the very end. But you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Anchor, wherever you listen to your podcast, and also check us out on YouTube. John will have more information about that. But before we sign off, John. This is something we used to do all the time when we did a different podcast called The Five Love Bears, and I thought I'd bring it back tonight. We won't do it all the time, but 2021 is coming up. Does anybody have a question? Brian, We got yeah, you can't see it. We got the Magic 8-Ball out nice. of storage. And so <clears throat> does anybody have a question for the Magic 8-Ball before we sign off this evening? Anybody about 2021? Anybody around the room? Um. Will somebody punch me in the face? Will and Tim get punched in the face here in 2021? Yeah. This is the question. Depends on what he says. Yep. It's true. Outlook not so good. And I don't know which way you want to take that. <laughs> but, well, for the people that like me, that means that, you know, they're like, ah, oh, dang it, he's not going to get punched. But uh, for people that don't like you. Yeah. Because the outlook's not good, that means oh, we're not going to see him get punched in the face. But mm. for people that do actually like me, that small, small group, uh, it's going to be sad days for me in 2021. I think uh, I think uh, that's probably our last question. I think we maybe lost Brian here at the very end. John's, John's <laughs> lost control of the board. But uh, sorry. sorry about that. <laughs> 2021 is ending with a bang, and so as always. <laughs> I'm sorry, Brent. Aaron's not here, but uh, the best thing about 2020 was Alina Battle watching it over and over and over again. Brian would say, see you later, players, but I lost him there for a second. <laughs> <laughs>